My name is Michael Shikitano, and this is Right Here, Right Now, a podcast to inspire the learner inside each of us. In a world that is full of so much information, we will help find and package that information so that you can use it in your lives every day in practical ways. And in each episode, we will remind you of the importance of being present and mindful of your daily thoughts, actions, and interactions. It is truly the most vital step to learning and growth, being mindful and present right here, right now, to take on life's challenges and turn them into life's lessons. So come on this venture with us, a new beginning, a new journey that starts right here, right now. Welcome back, people. I am Michael Shikitano, and this is Right Here, Right Now, a new podcast where we instill in our community of listeners and followers that being present and practicing mindfulness is the only way to truly be able to learn. And from learning comes growth, a true transformation that lasts and positively impacts others. We might even experience an evolution of ourselves with this wonderful gift of learning and growth. I am so excited that we are making progress in our quest to share and grow with our listeners and the community of learners that we are hoping to lead through life's challenges. We talked about new beginnings in the season of spring here recently and how we can start on new journeys after a setback by seizing the opportunity to learn from these challenges, we are primed to reflect. We should not judge ourselves harshly, right? We're looking for the lessons. And let's not regret our decisions. We're moving forward with new knowledge on our new beginning. And those new beginnings start right here, right now. Today, we're going to share some more science about a topic that I am enthralled in. Today, we're talking humor, people. I was blown away by a new book that I recently read titled, Humor Seriously, Why Humor is a Secret Weapon in Business and Life, and How Anyone Can Harness It, Even You. This book is by Dr. Jennifer Aker and Naomi Bagdonis. Dr. Aker is the General Atlantic Professor at the Stanford Graduate School of Business, and Naomi is a lecturer at the Stanford Graduate School of Business, and she is an executive coach. Naomi performs at comedy venues and teaches improv in San Francisco's county jail. I thought that was fascinating, huh? I was introduced to the book when I was listening to popular Dan Harris, his 10% Happier podcast, and this duo was funny on his podcast, and I was captivated by their witty humor that they placed throughout this book in their footnotes. It was great. It made me chuckle, and it allowed me to really engage with the book a bit more cheerily. 
by the way, since this is all about sharing, we'll put a link to the book, the 10% Happier Podcast episode with the authors, and a link to their particularly funny and insightful TED Talk in the description of this episode. So we'll definitely share that with all of you. So you know I'm all about quotes. My absolute favorite quote from this book left me speechless. Well, not really. Here I am talking again, talking a lot. The authors tell us that a hint of levity has the power to transform an interaction, forge a connection, and signal that you see the other person. Wow, right? Transform, forge connections, see the other person. It is unbelievable the power we can wield with humor and levity. And the only way to do this is to be mindfully present right here, right now, right? So what this book did for me was help to validate a feeling, call it an intuition, that I grew up with for most, if not all, of my professional career as a healthcare provider, a career that has given me an opportunity to be a healthcare leader. And really, I have been a huge supporter of humor and try to infuse it into daily work life, and I've been trying to do it for over 20 years. Now, I'm not reporting this to you after reading this amazing book with scientifically backed research that says that humor works at work, people, so that I can somehow maybe bask in the glory of being right about this all along or getting it right over the many years at work. Okay, maybe I am a little bit, but I must tell you that I have met more than a few people that thought that humor has no place in the workplace, especially in the serious business of healthcare and saving lives. But I will tell you that I have seen firsthand that the life that is saved and healed is made better in its recovery with humor. And I won't even throw at you the famous old saying, right, that laughter is the best medicine, although I think I just did. (laughs) Yeah, imagine, pretty good. Uh, But this is literally what we see in healthcare, okay? We know it is not a cure, but it is a great way to take the mind and help make things a bit more bearable a bit more tolerable, maybe even an escape from the pain or suffering that someone is experiencing. We've seen it. I've seen it. I've felt it. So we're obviously not talking about making jokes at anyone's expense. This book talks a little bit about that and how you can kind of navigate humor and levity and not really put your foot in your mouth. But we're certainly not doing the the, the making fun or really even poking fun, but we're joking with others. We're finding ways to laugh and to bring levity into difficult situations. And I think that it's something that's not only useful, but it's powerful. I would go on to actually suggest that in the healthcare realm, it is essential. 
I've seen it with my own eyes. I've heard the raucous laughter at my jokes and puns and witty observations over the years. <laughs> really, see, it's just incredible. And now we learn about the science of humor and its positive impact on life's challenges that we will all face. We all have faced those challenges, and I think it can be made a little bit more tolerable if we bring some humor and levity into our lives. And today, I want to focus on one of the many, many great lessons in this book. And these ladies do a fabulous job. It's really, it's an incredible book. And I think it helps to put humor into perspective as we navigate our lives. The authors demonstrated that there are four deadly humor myths out there. Oh my. They are the things that we think and fear that may intimidate us and prevent us from being natural and comfortable in attempting humor and bringing levity to work and perhaps in life as well. And I want you to take away from this that humor is really not that difficult. Don't try so hard and don't be afraid to try it out. We can look for ways that you can just make light of a situation. And this helps us really not to take ourselves so seriously. And that's what we're talking about here. So let's jump into the humor myths that these brilliant women came up with, though we must be careful here because apparently they are deadly. So myth number one, the serious business myth. This is one that I've seen and heard the most, that we can't have fun while doing serious work. However, we must strike a balance between levity and gravity, right? And now we have the science to prove that I was getting it right all along. Myth number two, the failure myth, a fear that our humor will fail, right? So those awkward silences or that you might offend someone, right? But... Let's turn both of those fails into opportunities. When my humor doesn't land well, I actually believe that it's an opportunity to make fun of how funny I'm not in that moment. It works sometimes. Sometimes. And whenever I have crossed the line, and I have crossed the line unintentionally, the only way to get past this is to own it and apologize. And of course, be better next time, right? We'll learn, we'll move on, no ruminating, no judgment. We can be better people if we own up to it. Myth number three, the being funny myth, right? Having a sense of humor is key, and it's not the same thing as being funny. So if you're walking around trying to crack jokes all day, that's not what we're talking about here. You might be able to throw some out there, but it's just having a sense of humor. And I think it allows us to, if we're able to laugh at others' jokes 
and even encourage them and even coach them to have a good sense of humor, we're really looking for moments to lighten the mood. Maybe it's just about smiling more. And we really have to embrace that it's more about having fun, bringing that sense of being light, the levity. It's a mindset and it becomes a culture in the workplace. It can actually improve employee engagement, retention. The science backs this up and have fun, people. Let's look for opportunities to share the fun with others. Remember, it's not that hard. Don't try so hard. The last myth that we're going to talk about, the born with it myth, the belief that humor is innate and not something that you can learn or get better at. This is amazing. They actually think that humor is a skill, that if you work on it and you have some of the right principles, that this book just really, it's fabulous how it outlines some of the things that really can help with humor as a skill. They really grabbed me when they said, again, this is a, it's a mindset shift. You're not thinking about like, oh, you got to have this funny knack. It's not, it's, there's a growth mindset here rather than a fixed mindset that we can learn this skill and we can apply this growth mindset. We'll talk a lot about this to all types of change that we want to make. And again, try just having more fun. Think of the mindset as being on the lookout for reasons to be delighted. It will become a habit when you see its power. It works at work and it works in life, people. So let's just talk about how we can frame the power of humor with being mindful and present in the moments of our lives. So John Sherman once said that if people are laughing, it means they're paying attention. On the flip side of this, it's related to making that powerful connection, that human connection. If you are making people laugh, you likely are paying enough attention to them to help make that connection. And one of the great things about this book, it's the science that the authors bring to light that levity and humor improves so many facets on an individual level. Our levels of feel-good hormones, right? Dopamine goes up, cortisol goes down. We actually can become more euphoric. We tend to feel better while working if we're in a climate where humor is part of our daily work and our daily culture. Also, humor helps groups of people work better together. So it improves trust and cohesion, and it makes for better teamwork. People are also more open to new approaches and unlocking their creativity found deep within all of us. A culture of levity can help with psychological safety for our colleagues, right? Feeling comfortable at work to be able to speak up when you think that something wrong or something needs to be changed, that's psychological safety. Again, it's a culture. Most profoundly, humor helps to build resilience. And maybe this is what has helped us persevere over the last two years, being open to levity 
and laughter helped us get through some really, really tough times. Another quote from the book, Henry Ward Beecher, a 19th century American clergyman and social reformer. Uh, He summed this last point up about being resilient. He said, a person without a sense of humor is like a wagon without springs. It's jolted by every pebble on the road. So get out there, people. Let's start looking for levity right here, right now. We will be more resilient. I'm going to end with a, probably a couple of more quotes here, but one of the other profound um, lines that the author used They actually use this in their dedication page of the book. The authors actually dedicate this book to the present, which I thought was beautiful. And they have this lovely little verse that was written below their dedications. They write, look to this day, for it is life, the very life of life. Wow, if that isn't a reminder to all of us to be present and live our lives fully today, be alive, to feel alive every day, not worrying about the foibles of yesterday or lamenting about tomorrow's dilemmas, but by being present and mindful right here, right now, go out there and embrace the spirit of humor and levity, people. And if you can't make someone laugh or you stumble in your attempts to bring some levity to the serious business of work, maybe you'll make them smile about how lame your joke was. And that's okay because your next one will tickle them something good for sure. I'm sure of it. And if you fail, remember, it's really not about failing, but if you do and it doesn't land so well, and we can smile at that fail, at least we can say that the smile may have helped. Ah, those smiles. We love a good smile, right, people? And this actually reminds me of another thought that Dr. Akers and Naomi Bagdonas brilliantly share. They recommend, even plead with us, that we choose to live on the precipice of a smile. Unreal. Right? Choose to live on the precipice of a smile. People, keep your head up. Walk around with this mindset. Once you do this, make a habit of this, you will be pleasantly surprised by how many experiences push you over the edge into laughter. And the best place to start doing this is, you guessed it, people, right here, right now. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Join us next time, people, as we get into how being more curious will help us live a more mindful, meaningful, and present life. We will review a fabulous book by Corey Mascara titled Stop Missing Your Life. In this upcoming episode, we will explore how curiosity may be the antidote to fear that we all need to help experience our emotions and our lives a bit more presently. We will dive into the benefits of genuine curiosity and how the wonderment we can approach life with will help us all enjoy the journey more intensely. 
stopping to feel and appreciate and understand our emotions. I hope that your curiosity helps lead you to listen next time, people. I look forward to sharing with you. Be present and be mindful right here, right now. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time, right here, right now.